0: Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome back to Negro Please Radio. I'm your host Chris Allen and sometime I have my friends on and today I got a special guest, my man Ian Lara, New York comic, uh, very funny, cool dude, very mean, <laughs> very mean New York ass nigga man. <laughs> but uh, hey, if you haven't already, make sure you check out his special on HBO, Romantic Comedy. Uh, we met some years back through Mark Norman, and like just watching his career grow, watching him grow as a comic has been really dope. Uh, we both in D.C. right now. He's been headlining the main room for for the first time, right? Your first yeah, full weekend.
1: Yeah, first time.
0: Yeah, and I just been watching him, man. I'm in a small room. I've been watching him, and it's just it's dope to see like how cool he is on stage, man. Like I was thinking about that shit last night, man. I didn't want to be on your dick too hard, but I was like, just the way you do comedy, it's like. It's so just laid back, it's like this it's a it's a cool energy you got on stage, man nah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just start, just freeze up, <laughs> come, on up. <laughs> come on the podcast and freeze up. Uh, uh. <laughs> Uh, um, uh, nah, look, I'm I'm always, like, a big proponent of, like, especially when it comes to comedians. Right. Like, when you have some compliments to give comedians, I feel like you should always say it to them because some people don't know how to take it, but for most people, you know, in this business, it's just all negative. So it anytime is. you can impart, like, positive words, like, where you like a bit or you like something they do on stage, yeah. I'm always, like, tell them. To always tell them because we, we got to take it every time we get it. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> we got to take every time we get it. So I appreciate you saying that cuz you know, we w- comedy's a weird thing where we perform it, but we don't experience it how the audience experiences it. Yeah, yeah, so I know. sometimes you need somebody to be like, "Hey, you know, you keep doing this on stage or you you or I like the way you do that." And you're like, "Oh, I I, I was just doing it. I didn't know that that was working or conveying right. or coming or coming across." Um I think that is like a a big thing of like my comedy where I've tried to like be as comfortable as i can and i think it makes people feel comfortable and it makes people like relax and it's just like a it seems like it's a conversation but they're not talking back they're just listening to a friend talk and i i I just like i like that energy yeah you could you you so
0: in control
1: i like that yeah you uh, so in control it's like you ever
0: see you ever see like them videos where like it's a angry mad dude in public and the captain's like watch mma champion take down Drunk dude, and like the MMA dude, just his face is just a mad normal. Like, oh, it's cool, man. We just waiting for the like some people make comedy seem like a fight, yeah. But the way you control the audience, you control the audience like a the way you do it, it's just like there's no panic. It's yeah. all just super cool, yeah. and it's just like, man, this dude just really in command of this fucking room, man. And yeah, like,
1: I try, I try to be, I try to. I'm glad it comes off like that, cause I try. But I think a lot of it comes from like just years of doing it so much. Like, yeah, like even over the weekend, people were coming up to me. A couple guys came up to me, and they were talking about like they kind of said the same thing, but they were talking about they want to start comedy and how would they? I'm like, but. I appreciate it but it's like years of doing it every night a lot like gives you that that comfort and some days even now some days i don't feel as comfortable as i normally am i guess one of the one of the things about like when you do it long enough is like even on nights when you don't feel comfortable at least the audience can't tell right only i could tell like i'm like i didn't feel comfortable up there i didn't really like them but to the people watching they're like Oh, we didn't notice anything. We thought you was doing you normally. That's which, see
0: that's how you know you're a fucking pro, bro.
1: Yeah, that's I feel like that's the mark of like That's the, a pro. Because
0: yeah. I know we both like sports and sometimes like uh they'll they'll talk to Tiger Woods or whoever it may be and it's like, you had a good game. He'd be like, Ah, you know, my shoulder, my yeah. swing was just like and they'll be like, I don't really There might be some experts who can tell, but like you said, the most the majority of people. They have no idea yeah. that the knee is weird or like, cause LeBron, oh, my rhythm was off. It's like, yeah. how? You had
1: 36? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, my jumper just felt weird. Yeah. How? Well, well, uh, Louis uh, CK, he, he explained it to me the best way. Uh, one one day we would just, one day it was like, that, that's what happens when you work at the cellar. You, you'll just be put in weird situations. And one day like I his was. Like
0: female openers?
1: <laughs> <laughs> one day I was there and I was just, it was like a Monday or a Tuesday night. And I was just at the cellar eating. It was one of those days where like sometimes be nobody there like it just right. be no comics there and it was just me at the table and louis walks in and he sits at the table and we got to like talk comedy for like two hours just me and him that's cool nobody man. came in like it was just a weird thing like that right. happens sometimes we just started talking comedy and he likes talking comedy but we were talking about that and he was like well w- what happens is when you as you progress in comedy your level like of good just gets higher right but people still like so even when people see it and they're like Oh, that was great. To you, is like you know the highest, you know right. the best that you can be, and you just compare it to that. It's like a mark of a good comic, like a bad show for a good comic is not the same as a bad show for a new comic. R- right, like yeah. a bad show for a new comic can be terrible, like ugly, but like a bad show for a a, a A comic who's like been doing it for a while, a professional comic could just be like a couple jokes missed right, and he's like that was terrible because you're just you just get accustomed to like really? ha- doing high level shows right yeah you so, right yeah so that's how that's how I would equate it like the same thing when like lebron's knee hurt he's like yeah but i've I've played with my knee don't hurt, and if I had thirty eight like now i could, I could have had sixty right if, if i wasn't like limping on my you know right. that's how I kind of I, I, I look at it where like even though when shows are great i'm like yeah but i wasn't as clear i, I wasn't as like clear as like i could be how, how you could have been yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, you know what i know what you mean but i started a while back i started telling myself whenever i felt that way like it could have been worse
1: i mean i've done the worst yeah I've, yeah. I've, yeah it can be worse you like can be worse cause
0: some, sometimes you come off you like man if i just woulda. If I would have smiled a little bit more, like, oh, I shouldn't have said that to that lady. And yes. And got weird. I've, I've had that. Yeah, we're like, damn it. If I just was a little nicer when I said that, they would have been on board the whole time. But I lost them for five minutes because I, I hit her a little too hard. But maybe yeah. if I would have. Yeah, just those little adjustments, but, like, a comic who's been doing it for two years would be like, yo, that was great. It's just like, ah, actually.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you remember being, like, a new comic where, like, you, you have, like, the first time. You remember, like, the first time you had, like, a really good set? I, I vividly remember that. I remember it, like, vaguely, but it was, like, at an open mic, and I remember, like, I did some bit about sleeping with animals, and it was just, like, it really, like, did well in the open mic. And then I was like, oh, after I came off, I was like on a high. I was like, thing. But it's like, to me at that point, that was like the highest right. of doing well. Yeah. Like that. If I did a joke right now that did that, I would just be like, whatever. You know, yeah. like I wouldn't, it wouldn't feel the same. Because <laughs> right. as you grow, you do more rooms and you understand like killing becomes something different as yeah. you get older as a comic. Yeah. That's like the difference. But like to a new comic, like you see a new comic, sometimes you see this where like comics have been doing it for a while where you just watch and you're like, that did mediocre. And they're like I killed. Do <laughs> you see a lot of that, man?
0: Yeah. Like, even, like, for people, they'll do a five-minute set. I'm like, oh, I killed. This is like—
1: And I'm like, I watched. And yeah. You didn't kill.
0: And it's just like, you can—I really feel like no matter how good you do, you can have a good—the most you can do is have a good set in five minutes. Yeah. I don't really feel like you can kill. Like, you can have some great lines that do well, but it's like it was for maybe three minutes at the most.
1: Yeah, and five minutes is hard. But I think what happens is if— if everyone is doing five minutes, then that's fine, and you can have because they have something to compare it to, right? Right. So they can be like, "You got way more laps than the next person," right. right? But if you're doing five on like my hour show, it's very hard to because I'm going to do an hour, so right? They're going to get hit so much. Like, even if stuff bombs, they'll get hit so much that they're not going to remember the five minutes. Right. Did, oh, right, yeah, once, yeah. Once I, so I think that's the difference. Because in New York, especially coming up, a lot of it, like, when you getting started, all the showcases, like, five to six oh, minutes. Oh, yeah. Everything is five to six minutes. So you kind of got to learn how to, like, get them as fast as you can and kill as fast as you can. Because coming up, all the showcases, whether it's Montreal for the Just for Laughs or Comedy Central or... All the networks, they have their showcases. It's just five minutes. Five minutes. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: this is a little off the beat. But when I first moved to Virginia, yeah. I was doing these really shitty mics, like in these small towns and stuff. Yeah. And this is showcases for like uh, these shows where everybody's doing 15.
1: A showcase for 15? Every,
0: yeah. It's like 10 people and people are doing 15 minutes a piece. That's crazy. And like I was the only person who had really been doing comedy for any amount of time at all. And they go, oh, Chris, you close these out. So I was sit there for like an hour and a half as all these like literally open micers are doing 15 minutes a piece. And I'm like, yo, first of all, I go, these shows are bad because you're doing way too much time, way too much time, way too much time. I, I go- don't
1: think you should do 15 for a showcase. I think when you showcasing like whoever it may be, whoever needs to see you in five minutes, they can tell how what type of comic you are, right. or what level of comic if there's you something are. else there. Right? right. So you don't need like they don't need to see 15. Like I, I think that's overkill. It
0: right? was so bad. I. Like, I, I hated comedy for about a year and a half. I go, I'm sick of like going to these shows and waiting until ten ten thirty. Like these shows, yeah, nice and packed rooms, like nice rooms, yeah. And then they would just destroy yeah. the crowd. Like I seen a, a married couple back to back, just bomb. <laughs> like she, uh, Tom went up and he his wife went up and he she bombed and he was sitting there watching like Jesus Christ, I can't believe she bombed like this. And when I get up there, he went up there. Bombed just as hard and it was funny they went back and sat in the audience right next to each other with their head down and i'm like i gotta do this every week It's just watch these people just yell at nice crowds that want to hear comedy yeah. in this little ass town
1: yeah but now i, I mean hate but, that but shit. I, I'm, I'm you know i started in new york i came up in new york like that's still there too like it's Real, not like that's, i came up like and not only did i come up in new york but early on i got chosen like i was like uh uh I, I started in Laughing Buddha and and they used to do the industry shows which were like the bringer shows right. and, um uh the, the head w- of of Laughing Buddha he he just took a liking to me and he gave me the opportunity to host the shows right. so I hosted the bringer shows for him for like 3 years so I got to see it every night like I would host I would walk, bring the comics up do like a minute in between do like 5 minutes to start so I got to see it every year like the process of like new comics and 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 you know, when I look back at it, like it's so funny because it goes back to like all you really need to see is five minutes. Like from back then, the people who I saw have a good five minutes are the people who are still doing comedy and mm-hmm. are doing things. The other ones, they either quit or they're just not, you know, mm-hmm. they fell off the thing. Like you only need five minutes. Every audition is five minutes. When you audition for the sellers, five minutes. You don't need to see fifteen minutes.
0: Right? Yeah, it was it was rough, man. It was yeah. I, I hated that shit yeah and I, I i gotta give it to any comic like how you and sam started in new york I, d- I can't imagine i remember the first time i went to new york i was on my head to get there man and just i got the night i got there i did some really shitty shows in brooklyn i did a paid mic and then at later that night uh i got to hang out with norman i think I, we hung out i hung out with you mm-hmm. and so like i was doing my little shitty shows and then hanging out with y'all i got to see higher and better quality shows and yeah. then go getting to go to the cellar and seeing the tell so it's like I got to see the whole gambit yeah. of shows yeah. like I think you hooked me up with somebody at uh Broadway, Broadway. yeah yeah and like I I appreciate that I had fun and then I, I did well enough to the where to do was like hey you want to come back and host tomorrow mm-hmm. that was cool you know yeah. I, I was like oh this is this yeah. is dope I'm really getting to see a little bit yeah. of New York comedy I, I
1: came up in that room that I gave you I came up on that room yeah. like that dude when nobody was giving me spots that dude gave me all the spots like it that's was what's up, it man. was Eric Bronstein and Sheba yeah. Mason. Um, at, uh, at at Broadway, they used to, they produced like a bunch of shows around the city and they gave me all the stage time. That's like, a set, After yeah. a while, like, they saw me and they saw how I approached it and they used to give me all the stage time. So I, I was always, like, before I was in at the cellar and doing all the A rooms, I was always doing bunch of spots in New right. York. Like, I would do four or five spots on a Saturday, easy. From the time I was, like, probably, like, four years in, I would be able to do that just because I was, like, I was getting after it. Like, I was yeah, going, man. I was trying to do every room. Um, so so, yeah, that the, the thing in New York is definitely like a wide variety of type of shows you can do. But I would say that, like when you be like, oh, people tell me that a lot, like I can't believe you start in New York. Um, and I guess they kind of say that, like giving me like showing me respect, like I can't believe you do it. It's so difficult. But it, I would yeah. say that I really don't deserve the respect. I didn't know there was something else that's just how it is that's like just what it if was. you knew nothing else like you wouldn't think like i didn't know that there was open micers in other places in the country that were doing full sold out shows and doing 20 minutes to start i didn't know that yeah. i thought you just did four and a half minutes open mics and terrible open mics until you got better so yeah i just kind of was like all right i'll just do this yeah man it's just i i realized the monster because here's the thing
0: with, with new york there's so many traps that you don't know, like you don't like you because there's so many different like pockets of comics, like there's groups of comics that never come across each other, mm-hmm. and like you'll move there and do shows and realize like, oh, this whole rung of shows leads no it's like a yeah. maze, yeah, it leads nowhere, but like me coming from the Midwest and doing shows and knowing people in comedy, I kind of saw like damn like these people will never leave this at all yes they'll they'll they're gonna do this for 15 years and to me it's just crazy like because that's a world by itself and then you got like these other little uh comedy groups and stuff i feel like they're all worlds and for like you and sam all these people to be able to like navigate to me it's like the solar system and like <laughs> i feel like the seller is the sun yeah. and like y'all start in pluto and y'all jumping from jupiter i'm like to me, it's like how the fuck do y'all do that? It's just yeah. it's literally like jumping from a planet to another planet to get closer to the seller. And the fact that y'all have done that shit is amazing to me. And that's why I will always respect New York comics, and especially comics that came up in New York, man. Because yeah. it's so
1: hard. But I would say I would I would. Push back and say it's not really that hard. Like if you really think about it, it's not that hard. Really? Like everything you said is true. You do come up. You do get pulled to different scenes. There's like an urban scene that pays well really early. Off the r- off yeah. The rip, yeah. There's a there's a alt scene where it's like low pressure and you and 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 especially when I started, those shows used to be sold out. Like those shows were full. Like you, right. those Brooklyn shows were full. But from the moment I started, like I went to a comedy club like, a year being a year in or two years in, whatever, I saw the comics who were, like, ahead of me, the Mark Normans, the Chris DeStefanos, and I was like, I just want to be that. And I kind of just was like, I listened to what it took to be that, and I just followed that. So right. early on, when I was getting offers from, like, to do these urban shows, and, and they were paying, I did some of them. I'm not saying I said no to some of them, but I was like, I'm not, I, w- I want to do clubs. Like, I want to be in the club. Like, I want to be in the comedy clubs I want right. to be a, a comedy club comedian I don't want to do not to say I, I won't do them and I still do them I, I might do them now but I don't want to be in bars and things. I don't care no, about I, the I money feed, man. I just yeah. want to be in a venue that respects the art of comedy and was created to perform comedy so I can tell these jokes that I wrote uh,
0: you know what I'm glad you on here man cuz I feel like I could actually talk to you about this type of shit you know what I mean look yeah. I, I have I came up doing urban rooms and stuff like that too but like I like the the, the comics I like like Mike Epps and I like yeah. I never heard them talk about like the seller or
1: clubs. Yeah, or yeah. The, the, like but they I, i've heard like you brought a Mike Epson for example i heard people who were like he was there like oh, he was did, he? yeah yeah he did do those like he did do those you but yeah
0: i like but i didn't like because i like i said i started off our urban rooms and like nobody ever talked about clubs yeah and i and like i knew like uh, once i really got into comedy and i started watching documentaries and certain comics and like oh i want to do the cellar i want to do this and like all the comics that i started off watching like i never heard them talk about their progression through comedy the rooms and stuff yeah and I, to be honest i didn't see a lot of urban comics work the path that i would really wanted to take so i was yeah. like you like i want to do comedy clubs yeah. i want to do
1: well I, the well, cellar i want it's it's, a, it's funny you bring that up because i like there is a thing especially when you're like a black comic or minority comic where you're like well i don't really see anybody like me doing it this way everyone who's gotten success are kind of doing it like in the mike epps right. that route but when i was coming up also i forgot i saw hannibal and Hannibal was, like, the guy. Hannibal was, like, the leader of the black Nerdy. backpack comedy, Th- I guess. That was my guy. Yeah, it was the backpack comedy. It was, like, the same way Jake, when J. Cole came out, Drake, yeah. Kendrick, and Wale. Like, they was the backpack rappers where they weren't Yay doing, like, this gangster yeah. hip-hop yeah. rap, but they was still hip-hop. Hannibal was the leader of the backpack comedy, and I that was, that's what I wanted to do. Same here. That's what I wanted to do. So I was like, I just damn, wanted to do that. Yeah. Like, I was, you know, I had just graduated college. I was pre-law in college. I could just relate to that. For me yeah. personally, I just related to that brand more.
0: Yeah, and that was my thing, too, because I, I grew up Def Jam. I loved that too. Shit, man. Me, too. Love it. Martin, I started doing, Martin is yeah. one of the
1: best. Love him. Love yeah. him. Love Martin, Kat, all of them.
0: Right, and I when I started, I was doing imitations of that, and I'm like, yeah. I was just like, that really ain't me. Yeah. And then I saw Hannibal. I was like, his voice is weird. Yeah. His energy is lower. lower. He's talking about weird stuff, and I was like, that's... This is what I've been trying to do, right, yeah. but I never saw it. Yeah. And then once I saw Hannibal, I I'm like, I'm like what is he doing? Yeah. And then I started to see the path that he took and I'm like, this is what I want to do. Yeah. And that's why when I when I heard about him like, oh, I got to show at the knitting factory, in my mind I was like, I got to do the knitting factory one day. Yeah. Oh, the comedy seller, oh, yep. uh, uh, you know, <laughs> Just like the, the Lincoln Lodge and 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 Chicago, is it the Lincoln Lodge in, in Chicago? Yeah, shit like that, like Zany's in Chicago. I want yeah. to do that stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean for sure. Yeah, Hannibal was like at the forefront of it, and then. Under him, like came like the Jermaine Fowler's, the Jasper Michael Red. Chase, the yeah. yeah Jasper, like all those dudes. Kind of it showed me like, oh, you can do it if you follow Kyle if Grooms. you follow this path, Kyle yeah. Grooms, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and 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 I, I mean uh, even like Aziz, like, I, like right. how Aziz did it, and I was just like, I'll just do that. I'm gonna put myself in that position. I'm gonna work on the comedy. I'll write the jokes, and like eventually, when it gets there, like it'll get there. Like I never. Like, the only club I ever auditioned for was the Comedy Cellar. And I didn't ask for an audition. I literally got a text message saying hey, are you free to audition on this day? That's what's I never asked for an audition. I never asked for nothing. I, I got to a point where people were just like, why aren't you working at the cellar? I had already done the Tonight Show. I had already done my first uh, HBO set. So I, I I was just like, I don't know, but it'll happen, right? Like, I'm a comics comic. Like, right. I write jokes. I should be working there, I feel like. So when this the opportunity comes, I'll, I'll, I'll get it. And one day I got a text message from Liz. I was recommended by Mark Norman. Liz was like, hey, this is Liz. Are you available to, do a, to come audition? and i went and i auditioned and i got passed and that was it and uh, like that's the only club i auditioned for every other club after that it took me longer than it took most people i was ready like eight years in i had done the tonight show like i said i was ready i had some credits when i got in but like after that every club just was like reach out like i never auditioned for gotham i didn't audition you know this new york comedy club it just like the word just got out, and then they just all were like, "Hey, send the bills."
0: Your, your work spoke, spoke for itself. Yeah,
1: I, I put my head down. I ain't care about the money. I ain't care care. I was just like, I just want to be that. I just right. want to. I just want to bounce around New York. Like, uh, like I want to bounce around New York. I want to dress nice and just do spots at the best clubs. Yeah, and just that's like, yeah,
0: that's the dream. That was it. A cool pair of sneakers, and you're just it. doing all the best rooms. Yeah, that's and it. You get to eat for free.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> it. That's that's I the dream. Want, I yeah. just want to pop in, do the best rooms. Yeah be respected by my peers. Yeah. That's this
0: simple yeah simple so had you performed at the cellar before the audition
1: i had uh mark thanks to mark mark norman helped me out with a ton of things like that's what we
0: really yeah yeah,
1: mark norman he saw me at the stand in like 2015 like he used to that's when mark was like cooking like he was just doing that's when he was like on his like seven spots a Mm -hmm. night doing every late night set and he was like the guy like just murdering everywhere and he used to do the stand and he would go up first a lot because he was running around he had to go different places and he such a joke teller that they, I guess, they used to give him the first spot, like kind of set the show off. Yeah, that's, so, that's that's a smart move. Yeah, so he used to come in. He would see me like hosting, like all the time, and I would have like good hosting sets, no crowd work. Like I was just doing jokes. Damn, and you know, that's Mark, so big. Yeah, you know, Mark loves the joke. Yeah. Lo- if you do jokes, that's all he cares about. So he would see me do the jokes. And you know, he was very complimentative of me. He was like, Hey man, like I see you doing the thing, like keep doing. And you know, when you're a young comic, that means everything. The world. That like when you got no credits, like somebody like Mark Norman telling you that he thinks you're funny, that's, that's your everything. <laughs> yeah. That's that, that'll keep you going for two years. It will, yeah, man. <laughs> it, is that. So he, he gave me the, like he was like he was complimentary. Then like a, a year or two go by, he just continuously see me do well. Cause that's the thing. It takes like time. They got oh, yeah. nobody seeing you murder once. It's not that's not gonna give you nothing. You got they gotta see it a couple times. Right. So he he got seeing it and then a Eventually, he asked me if I was interested in opening for him and some local thing or whatever, and I opened for him, and I did a couple weekends with him, and he was just always very complimentary, and, you know, the the first time I did the Tonight Show, they asked him for, like, recommendations, and he recommended me. I, I had already knew the Tonight Show Booker. I had, I had showcased for them already because my manager had got me a showcase, but, like, when Mark Norman recommended me again— um Had i think that really th- that really was a push well, yeah well actually i think mark i think it was my manager and mark that got me to showcase like because they asked mark like oh who do you think we should be watching and he was like oh you got to watch ian and same thing with the seller like he gave me the recommendation for the seller and that's liz said, reached out so yeah so he helped me out a ton but i I always was like i just did the work i didn't know mark would help me i, I just figured it would happen sometimes
0: and that's what i tell a lot of people like just do the work man like People who are always the, the people who are always like I'm out here working hard, it's just like you obviously stopped working to tell people how hard you're working. Yeah. Like the people who are working hard are just busy working hard and getting shit in, getting shit done and putting their head down. And then like you were like you were saying, you get a text, Hey, are you are you open to do this audition? Are yeah. You,
1: yeah. Yeah. And he had given me opportunities. He used to run an hour at the cellar. Like that was he had a show where he used to run an hour at the cellar That's and he sick. used to do hot soup. He still does hot soup at yeah. the cellar. So I remember um he, he gave me uh he used to give me opportunities to open for him. And I remember like sometimes it used to be a two man show. So I used to open with like twenty minutes at the cellar and do well and Liz would like be around. Like Liz would just be around and he would tell her, like he would tell Liz, like, Hey you gotta watch him, like watch this kid, watch this kid and eventually I got that opportunity of like Um, damn you should you should do it yeah
0: so the audition must have just been nothing at that point
1: I actually bombed at the audition yeah I actually bombed at the audition it was it was in the uh, it was in the small room and it was just oh like till this day it was in the lounge Oh, and like, back then, the lounge, they reached they redid the lounge. And now I love the lounge. It's like a great room. But oh, back really? then, Yeah, but back then, it used to be, like, couches like this. It oh, was, so they took those out? Yeah, it was way too comfortable. It was, it was very loungy. Yeah, yeah, very loungy. And it was just, like, a hard room. And I had done okay in that room before. Mm-hmm. But that show, like, l- like literally everyone was bombing. Like, everyone was bombing. Like, Will Silvin's hosted. He went up, just bombed. Like, I never seen him have such a bad set like that set. I went up. I bombed, but it's it's like we we were talking about this oh. earlier. I bombed, but it was gracefully. Like I didn't yell at the audience. I didn't lose my cool. I kind of just I was just I think I did seven minutes. She let me do seven minutes. I kind of just coasted and I and I just pretended that it was that I was doing well. And at the end, I think <laughs> I got at the end I think I got like one big laugh, like one decent pop at the end. And I said good night and I left. And I didn't hear anything. I just left. Nobody said nothing to me. And then like. Maybe like five days later, I get a I got a text from Liz like, "Hey, send your avails, send this, this uh, you're in or whatever." And I was like, "Wow!" And I remember seeing Esty like, probably like three weeks later, I saw Esty. I never met Esty personally. She was watching in the back, but I never met her personally. So I I met, I met Esty. She 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 booked me on the brunch show, and she was there. And uh, I went up to her and she was like, I was like, thank you so much uh, for for like allowing me to work the club or whatever. And she was like, oh, yeah. She was like, yeah, no, I love the newbies. She was like, I've been hearing like some good things about you. Mm -hmm. I want to watch you downstairs. And I was like, I kind of was like, no, you don't need to watch me. You already seen me. But I was like, I I was like, thank you so much, because I know in the in the show. Like, at the end the audition, I know I didn't do well. I know that wasn't a killer set. Right. And she was kind of like, this isn't my first rodeo. She was like, I don't need a killer set. Like, I know when the jokes are good. She was like, I can hear jokes and be like, this is good. This is just a bad crowd. Right. Like, I've been around comedy for years. See, like, years. how you,
0: over your three years, you knew, like, okay, this person's got something. That person got something. Yeah. yeah. Right. She was
1: like, I knew the jokes were good. Yeah. And then I went downstairs, and I remember Rami came by. He dropped in. And this is, like, also when Rami, when the show was taking off, Rami was like, he still is, but at, at that point, it was like his first big break. So he was right. like, a, and I knew Rami, and I, I saw him. He came in, and I was like, oh, what up, Rami? And he's like, oh, yeah, good to see you. And Esty and, and was like, Ian, you're next. I'm going to go downstairs to watch you. And I was like, oh, all right. And then she was like, Rami, come watch with me. And I'm like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> this is the last thing you want is like a comic yeah. and SD watching. But they came down, and 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 this was like a hot crowd, mm. and I, and I got to do like a hot 15. And, like, in front of her, like, a just, like, a kill 15. Like, I was just like, nice. yes. Like, yeah. it was just from start to finish. And you hear Esty in the back laughing and applause breaks and Rami's laughing. And you're just, like, you just feel, like, such a relief. And I think from that moment on, I kind of didn't have that big scaredness of working at the comedy cellar. I was like, I think I'm good. I think she's she's seen me do extremely well. Like, obviously, I'm not going to take it for granted, but I don't take any club for granted. Right, so that's yeah. just not me. Um, but I was like, I felt relaxed where I was like, just go up there, do your thing. This is just a room where you perform. You're just doing comedy in front of people. That's how I look at a lot right. of rooms. Like,
0: right. you have, to, like you, I understand that totally. Cause some people are like, nah, man, this, this place you got to respect. it. It's mm-hmm. like, I respect the place, but I also have to tell myself, this is the same job as everywhere else. Yeah. Don't build it up too much in your head. Yes. Have respect for where you are and, and be thankful. Like, man, yeah. this is a seller. Some great comics have come here. But you can't build it up more than it is because at the end of the day, yeah, yeah, you are really just picking up a microphone and talking to a stage, talking into a microphone. I I had that that same
1: attitude when I when I first did the comedy store, when I did the mother, when I did Rogan's Club. It's just like I'm just like this is just I'm just telling jokes in front of people. This is it. And also I feel like for me, it it, it, it helps me like like just do your thing, man. Don't put the thing. But then also it's like not only just because it's a seller or the comics or whatever, I respect every stage. Yeah. So it's like, I don't need to tell myself this. Right. Like you saw me yesterday. I did the D- DC improv. I'm I'm headlining the DC improv. Probably my favorite club in the whole country. Packed house, like Saturday, Friday Killing. night, like just Killing. doing well. Then I went over and did a spot at hotbed, but I didn't like mail it in at hotbed. Right. I exactly. just, I just did my act. I did my act. Yeah. I, I worked on it. I wasn't up there like, Oh, who do I want to talk about? Let me just bomb. I respect every stage. Yeah, Like anytime I'm on stage, I'm trying to do well. I'm never not trying to do well. Yeah. And even when I, I remember being an open micer, and a lot of like my, co- my contemporaries at the time, I feel like I got like a, a little like teacher's pet kind of thing. Cause I was like, I used to try to do well at the open mics and they used to like, there was a, a group of them that like thought that wasn't cool. Like they just felt that you should bomb at open mics all the time. Yeah. And I just didn't, I was like, no, I want to do well. Every time yeah. I go on stage, I don't mail it in. If I bomb, I'm gonna do it on my own fruition. Like yeah. you don't have to try to bomb. You will. <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: Right, you don't have to try <laughs> to do
1: this because it's gonna. Happen. It's not gonna happen. Yeah, there were,
0: I, You know what's funny? There was. A, I've done a couple of shows like this
1: just in
0: different places, but I I, I remember experiencing that in New York, like feeling. Feeling stupid on stage for actually telling jokes and trying, like, seeing people roll their eyes, like, look at this guy telling jokes. It's just like, why would I, it's like, why did I come to New York to not, to act like I don't give a fuck?
1: Bro, I'm not. I I care. Yeah, I'm just not, I'm just not from that school. Yeah. Like, I feel like, and I don't, I don't want this to come off a little arrogant, but I feel like a lot of the people who's doing that are attempting to be cool. Oh, yeah. And I just think that I'm cool. (laughs) <laughs> so I, I, I don't, I'm not attempting to like I, I I'm just chilling. Like, yeah, I, you just being you. Yeah, I'm just being me. Like yeah. I, I don't I don't I'm not attempting to be cool. Like a lot. Yeah. Like well, I remember the first time I did the the Tonight Show. Like I wore a suit, and I, and that was like right before everyone stopped wearing suits. Uh-huh. But I wanted to wear a suit because I I valued the Tonight Show. It was a big deal for me. I saw Eddie Murphy do it. I saw Chappelle do it. I saw the biggest comics do it. And Jimmy wears a suit, so I was like, I want to wear a suit. But then I saw a lot of comics come by. After and like they want to do like the the Jordans and the thing and I'm like But you don't dress this way So it's like you're attempting like they were saying like I like oh why you wear a suit when you don't perform there and I was like well I wear a suit because this is the Tonight Show and it's a big thing but you're wearing Jordans and you don't dress this way so right. you're, you're attempting to be cool right. like I wear Jordans right. on stage like I have all the Jordans right. I have that's I dress, their suit yeah I dress how you dress how, how you're attempting to look right. I dress like this normally right I don't I don't have to do this on the Tonight right. Show and after you know I didn't I, the second time I didn't wear a suit I wore um something something different but that was like I, I feel like the reason I didn't wear suit there was because i only found out the second time i only found out like five days before i was doing Mm -hmm. it so i didn't have time to like really prepare like uh, something i think if i I do when i do it again i'm probably wear a suit again
0: i respect that man like that's what i like about like you and norman and and listen and there's a a a ton of other comics but like i really love being around comics that respect comedy yeah and like they have a reason about how they the reasoning about Behind why they do things the, the, the way they do, but yeah. well, y'all give a fuck. You know what I mean? Because some yeah. people just don't give a fuck. But again, is it a sense? Do they act like they don't give a fuck because they're afraid they're not gonna do well? So it gives them like an excuse. Ah, I was just fucking around, but like, you know what I mean? I
1: think so. I mean, I, I can't call it with some of these guys, but I mean, I always talk about it. Like there is a too cool for school class of yeah. of comics who some of them are very successful, but. And if that's just how they operate, that's fine. But it's like, I'm not that. Like, I do care about yeah. stand-up. I do care about entertaining people. I do care about the craft. I care about jokes. I care about doing a good job. I just do. I don't know. Yeah, Like, man, I, I w- don't want to pretend that I don't. Yeah,
0: I, I love that, man. Y'all, y'all really think about your act, the structure, the timing and shit. It's sure. just, Some people just get up and, ah, oh, man, you know, I'll, I'll figure it out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> good for them, the fact that they could do that. I yeah. can't. Like, everything that, everything that I've gotten thus far – I've gotten there through doing this thing that I do, which right. is caring, caring about the jokes, caring about the thing, caring about the structure, caring about the writing. Does this make sense? I remember um i remember before i taped the hbo uh special i remember i sent it to you and i'm like hey man i've been doing this on the road oh, like yeah. could you watch this and tell me like is there anything i'm missing does it not make sense is there something that should go in another place like i, I kind of need view eyes like away from it and i sent it to you i sent it to my boy jordan fisher i sent it to the director direct i had people watching and be like is this something i'm missing here is, it, is there you know is there a space because i feel like that's important i feel like you need that yeah. you need that because i care
0: so, and that's the thing, that's another thing I really like about you. You seem, like, you you give good critiques and criticism, but you also seem open to it, and I feel like a lot of comics were very sensitive, and a lot of us shy away from that. Yeah. Do you think that's just you personally, or do you think being a New York comic and all the shows and, like, wanting to get better, do you think that that's something that, uh, that help you deal with the critiques and not being afraid of it? Have you always been that way?
1: Well, I just really want to get better. I just want to be good. I want to get better. And if you're going to give me advice for free, there's potential for that advice to be good. So I'm going to hear it. Mm -hmm. If I don't like it, I just don't have to take it. But if it's good, you're going to give me advice that's going to make me better. I'm going to make more money. I'm going to tour more. I'm going to have a better career. Why wouldn't I take that?
0: Yeah, but some people don't like to hear the bad part. They just want, to, oh man, that was good. They don't want to hear like, hey man, what you could do. They don't want to hear that. Oh,
1: nah. that's hard for people to. Hear. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, I, it's not like I, I don't. It's not like I want to hear it. Like I want you to critique me. I want to hear your honest opinion. Yeah,
0: that's the thing. A lot of people, most of us, don't want. They again, they just want to hear that
1: everything was cool and then, hey man, you got it. Yeah. But like, well, I, I'll i get to sometimes you hear that so much. I'll get to in my head, like because even even when I was touring, when I was touring romantic comedy, like people were t- like I was going on the road and people were telling me a lot like, yo, this is ready. Like, this is a tight. It set. Was good when I, yeah. yeah, this is a tight set. Like you hitting on everything. This is good. And I heard that so much that that's when I reached out for critique when I was like. That's Am smart. I missing something? Because yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to leave anything on the table. This is a big opportunity for me, and I want to. I want to do the best I could do.
0: That's smart. Like and one, that's
1: when I reached out to people. Like,
0: so like that was that was audience critiques, and then you like, all right, Let me take it to comics.
1: Well, it was audience okay. critique. It was like club owners, club bookers, oh, okay. uh, other like my features, my openers, like just comics who were watching the show who were just like, then because like. I don't get to see a lot of headliners anymore because I'm headlining or like I just every weekend I'm on the road doing my own show. So I don't get to see a lot of headliners no more. But I mean, you see my show like when you watch my show, like once I I literally start and it doesn't stop. Like it's just like consistent, like from start to finish. No gaps, like no. I don't want no gaps. I don't want no laws, even in the check. Like I wanted I want the checks to be good. Like I want no things. So I think a lot of people at least they told me they were seeing this and they were just like a lot of people don't this is not how they do their hour a lot of people are you know will have a good set but it'll be more lulls or more like Long form storytelling where they'll take the the crowd on the ride or whatever, which I enjoy that too. Like I've told you, I love yeah, like a one I mean, man show. Right. I love it, but just for me, that's not my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I want it to be like just start Super to finish. tight, yeah, just start to finish tight. Yeah, the
0: the way you and your actors, it's it's great, man. It's just, thank you, man. Yeah, it, and it's, like I said, it's just so laid back, but it's it's laid back, but it's like it's it's so forceful, but it's not forced, man. It's just like you just thank command you. the
1: stage thank you man I, I i work to do that like yeah. I, I that's like my goal is to be able to do that yeah, to, you to, very
0: yeah your confidence level is it's is not arrogant it's great man i
1: love seeing that man i appreciate that yeah i i like to you know i like especially now where like now i have like some fans that come out to see me like people this is the first time like i mean ever since i did the first comedy central thing like that went viral before viral was like mm. the thing like but it, like i had like a I had two Facebook sets. I got over like 10 million views from my comedy central set before it was the thing, um, before the algorithm. So when you had to go viral by like shares, like it wasn't like an algorithm pushed you Mm -hmm. and now people seeing it, like people had to share this to build the things and, I, I that like after those, like a couple people at shows would come out and be like, you know, I've seen your stuff. I see it would be like a couple people still playing the mostly people who never heard about me who just bought tickets that day. But now, as you saw in this weekend, like now there's people that's like, oh no, we came to see you. Yeah, like, man, we want to do a meet and greet. So even f- for them, I feel the pressure was like, I mean, even though without them, I always felt that, but I'm like, I got to really do a good show. Like, I got to.
0: You give a fuck, man. Yeah. That's why your show was good. And like I told you last night, just watching the people in line waiting to get hats or to take a picture, like the the, the look in their eye, the excitement, like "Oh my God, we about to meet!"
1: That, yeah, that's like, still crazy. It's me, just yeah. like
0: you, you can tell, like that's what they're exuding is the work that you put in,
1: right? I and not only in the audience, I feel like. The comics see it too. This is why Norman helped me. This is why Sam Morell fucks with me. This is why Joe List fucks with me. This is why, I like, all the comics in New York, all the comics in New York who are big comics, I feel like if you ask them about me, they'd only have positive things to say. Right. And it's not just like, oh, the comedy, he's funny. It's just like they see the care about it. Like, so I don't know what this too cool for school thing is because I'm like, I, I just don't get it. I'm like, when you care, like, People like that, like comedians, like that, like right. they like to see that, like the good comics, especially the ones who care. Also, they like to see that, like, yeah, you're doing the thing, you're working, you're writing these bits, you're trying to make the bits better. That's the thing. Yeah,
0: but I will say this too, man. New Yorkers in general, y'all have a level of swag that most people don't have across across the country.
1: I'd agree. It's a it's
0: a <laughs> built in thing. I'd agree. Because like it, it like some people might not agree, but like even just y'all fashion, like yeah. niggas who really don't dress well, but in New York it's just like oh they. Yeah, sneakers gonna be clean. Your outfit, it's, yeah, outfit. Yeah, is everything. It's not gonna, everyone, but yeah, it's but, not. But you but, know what but, I'm yeah, saying? You're yeah. Like, y'all give a fuck about y'all appearance, yeah. man. Because like, there's so much y'all can't control in New York. Yeah, it's just like you know what? I gotta look fly, man. I gotta get on this subway. There's so many. I gotta. Yeah. I gotta have
1: something for me. Yeah, I like, mean that. That's just me. That's just who I am. Yeah, like, I'm just being who I am. Like I just. I just I I want to look nice. You look nice, you feel good, and I feel shit, good, and that translates like on stage. Yeah, like, it you, does. You, like I I feel good. I, I I feel like I look good. I have a good presentation. Yeah. I look good. I got a haircut. My things lined up. I'm like, all right, let's do it. You now. Confident. Yeah, yeah let's like, do it. Like I have the confidence that I need to like,
0: exactly. And that and that shit, it's a whole package, man. Yeah. And that's what a lot of uh, like, quite a few white comics don't understand because it's like, whoa, your outfit, you're dressed up like. Yeah, man, I can't just go on a stage with a wrinkled jeans and yeah, a, and a yeah. shirt. And it's that's like, not no, me. No, I, yeah. I can't I can't do that. Yeah.
1: I mean, I saying? think the biggest thing about comedy is just be yourself, right? Yeah. So whatever you are, you need to be your most, uh, most authentic self. And I think it takes like 10 years for you to be able to be that's, your most authentic that's the journey. self. So those guys who like go on with the wrinkles, they do well still because that's them. Like they're still being them, so they they can't put that on me because that's not me. Right. Just like if I told them wear Jordans, they would be like they might feel silly, right? right. Like because this is not them. Right. Like somebody like Norman, if I told him yo put on this fresh pair ones, this a Mary shirt, and like he would be like this is ridiculous because it's not what him you're doing to me. Yeah, yeah right, about not him, and he might be awkward on stage because he's not being genuinely him. Right. He's genuinely him with jeans a button down and new balances right, right? A but little he, varsity tee yeah. right and he told me a, a tapatina tee yeah <laughs> a tapatina, that's who he a is a softball like that. his comedy central he's in a softball shirt yeah right yeah. that's who he is that's, and, that's, and, that's he, normal. and he mastered it because yeah. he's being himself right. to the highest extent same thing with the other guys like Liz I mean, but me I'm, I'm being me in this way you know yeah, like yeah. if I wasn't doing that if I try to do that I will feel uncomfortable dude. if yeah. I try to do that I will feel awkward like that comfort on stage you probably wouldn't see it because I will feel Awkward, like, how, are these jeans dumb? Like, do I look dumb? Yeah, like, so you just, is the, the journey's like trying to be your most authentic self. Right.
0: It's, yeah, it, it's it is weird because people ask about the same thing. I go, it's weird, it's just like. You you get on stage, you, your journey is becoming the, the person you are, like the, the genuinely funny person you are off stage. Like that's, yeah. that's kind of the journey is, is learning to take that person who was funny off stage, the people, the the guy that everybody was like, oh, you funny, you should do comedy. Yeah. It's learning how to be that person on a professional level. Yeah. It's like with basketball, like, yo, this nigga can hoop, but can he play the game of basketball? Yeah. And that's what the NBA does. It makes For you sure. a basketball player For and sure. not just a hooper. You know what I'm saying?
1: I think, I think that's the first step. Is being your most authentic self. And then it becomes the, like, how do I harness this to make a show out of it? Because, obviously, if you come see me off stage, I'm not like I am on stage. Like, I'm not – it's not that I'm a different person, but I might be more chilled out, more, like, conversational. Like, I'm just chilling. But I've learned or I'm I'm in the process of, like, mastering how to – take the funny that I am on stage and then make a show out of it. Like, right. exaggerate it and make a show right. and a performance out of it where right. I'm, I'm still me, but this is, like, me as a character. Right. Not, not necessarily, like, a character, but me, like, to a heightened... Level like I'm not this off stage, I'm not just like right, right,
0: right. right. You taking your natural funny and you've honed it, and you know how to use it in a a professional manner, right? Like, it's so weird. Like, uh, you ever like, I don't really try to make people laugh in public, like, I'm not that I'm I'm past that in my career, but I'm a comedian, I'm trying to be funny
1: at all, yeah. I don't like
0: sometimes it does happen, and then you realize, like, why it's so easy to make regular people in in everyday life It's too easy, it's a it's too easy.
1: Sometimes it happens, like, sometimes. Uh, it'll be happening, like especially like if people don't know I'm a comedian, like they don't know what I do. Like sometimes I've been in places, like I've been on a, I've been on a plane, like and I'll be talking to like the lady next to me, and I will just start making, you just start killing, like with the, with the thing, you just start killing on an airplane, like just just making jokes, and I'll do that every once in a while, and I'm like, yeah, this is nice, this yeah, is, it this, is, this is nice. But then, like mostly, I'm like, if I'm at a party or whatever, I'm like in a corner talking, about, yeah, I just want to make right, like my yeah, friends yeah. or whoever I'm with like laugh yeah. or thing. Like I don't have that pressure. Of, like, yeah, trying to be walk up in the middle, like, oh, look at this guy's shirt. Oops, oh, yeah, yeah, doing no. Nah, I mean, I I'm doing a full, like, I'm doing an hour in front of 300 people, like, yeah. Two shows, like I get and I'm uh, like, I get laughs, the laughs that I need. Like, so when I'm on stage, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna just yeah. chill for the most part. Right.
0: LeBron don't stop at every pickup game, he right? Sees. And be like, yo, let, me, let me bust out Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> good but, example. But it is dope when like, oh, LeBron popped in and he scored two points and left. Yeah, 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 that, yeah that's cool. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. Mean? no,
1: because sometimes, sometimes you might chill too much, and then people be like, oh, you're not this, uh, you're not like. You're not really funny all stage like yeah. that and you're just like, "Well, I'm chilling." Like I I I don't have that pressure that this guy who works at an office, he wants to be like the funniest yeah, guy. Yeah, I don't need he, that. I don't have I don't need that like I do it professionally you like checks. I get I get paid yeah, yeah to do it. <laughs> so it's like I don't I don't have to do it, but sometimes you you hear that and you're like, if I wanted to, I would just start I like, could kill I, yeah. I could kill this whole plane. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could just start being funny. <laughs> yes. yeah. It
0: it is fun from time to time. Like I said something to a lady one time, I didn't even think it was that funny at the grocery store and dude, she doubled over. She was like, I needed that today. Yeah. I because like I was done and she was like, Can I take your car? I go, whoa, whoa I'm still making payments on this thing. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And it was an older so funny, it's so yeah. corny, but yeah. like an so older lady, and she was like, Thank you so much. I really needed that yeah. laugh and yeah. just just little shit sometimes, yeah. man. Well,
1: it's it's funny, like, cause I've done this on a plane with like an older white lady when you kill with them it's so funny because they don't expect it like they don't for you know for whatever reason they just don't expect you to to be funny in a way that they could relate to because yeah. they're so different than you. Yeah. But when you hit them with something that they get, they just laugh so hard because they're like, "Oh man, I wasn't expecting this." <laughs> I remember I was on a flight actually to DC, sitting next to a lady, and, and we started talking. And we would—I actually asked me what I did. I told her I was a comedian, or whatever. And then like we were talking about like a bunch of stuff, but I was just like saying these one liners, and she was just like bawling over laughing. And I remember when we landed, she was like, "That was the funniest plane ride." <laughs> like I, she was like, "I wish you luck with your career thing." And I was like, "Oh, you know, that's nice too." But I don't need to be the loudest in the room. Yeah, but
0: see, I, that's a cool moment because like one day you're gonna get something big, and she's gonna be sitting at home watching TV. She's like, "That's the guy." Yeah. Be like that's the guy that was on the plane that was telling me jokes.
1: Well, she thinks I'm Kevin Hart, but <laughs> <laughs> she's white. She's not gonna remember me. At all. She was like, "Kevin Hart is doing so good." Oh my God, yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, she's not gonna remember me at all. But yeah, in the in the event that somebody does, yeah, that anyway, nice. that's him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> This was
0: like no, that guy died like eight years yeah, ago. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's him. That's Denzel. That's not <laughs> Ian Lauer. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> it is fun killing in public though. sometimes. yeah, like it, it could be. But it just lets you know how we we just manipulate people all day for our job. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah.
1: I think I think what we both talking about is just like the loudest in the room thing that we don't have the desire to be. Yeah, that. I don't need to do that shit, yeah. man. Like, especially, like, especially around other
0: comics, it's like, man, don't yeah. do that yeah. shit, man. Right, yeah.
1: right. It, right. Can, it yeah. can
0: be hard not to, but. Yeah.
1: I love a comic hang, though, like a diner hang where everyone is being funny, but, oh, like, freely yeah. and equally, and everyone is just, is just killing. That's that's the uh, best. Yeah, I yeah. remember one time we did a diner hang. I think it was me, you, and Norman. We it was, was after Gotham. Yeah. We did Gotham, and we did a diner hang, and you, you said we, we, we were doing this bit about uh black urban comics in the 90s how they would do a a Michael Jackson impression oh. and that was it and you did some impression you you said some joke that me and Norman were just bawling over laughing cuz it was obviously stupid and silly, but I was like, but we was like, that would have been a bit. <laughs> That, that would have killed. Yeah, that would have been a bit back yeah. then. It was something, some silly yeah. stuff about like, Michael Jackson the, at the diner. Like if Michael Jackson went to a diner, and I, <laughs> we were just laughing so hard, but those are like the best hang Those
0: are the, those are the best moments, yeah. man. Those are the best moments. Yeah, and we were there
1: till like six, seven in the morning. I, know, I, remember. I love that shit, yeah. man.
0: I I know it's tough sometimes when I come in, people be like, yo, this is a weekday, man. Yeah. Cause sometimes you you be like, you on vacation here. like i got i got shit to do tomorrow like, <laughs> yeah come on, yeah. Man. Say, you know. yeah but yeah man that's what i love about podcasts like when they first came out it gave people an insight into this type of shit that we do but like yeah. the culture got weird man and people started like uh and i'm not trying to go like sure, you news i'm not trying to get on no shit like that but like people started getting real sensitive because i thought it was fun for people get, to get to see and hear how comics really talk to each other yeah because it, it is fucked up sometimes but yeah but, but uh, and, in, in in
1: the defense of those people is like sometimes i'm like they shouldn't see how we talk sometimes they cause, I, I agree cause with because there's that too. no context between yeah, that like right. there's no like i remember like being at a diner like me you mark norman and sean murphy like could there be four more different characters, like, sitting at a thing? But the things that they say, like, sure, is it going to be, like, racial jokes and like yeah we make fun of everything everything like, everything gets made fun of but there's context it's like right. four buddies hanging out yeah at the on the podcast like even though it's buddies hanging out to the people that hear it they're not part they of don't that they don't know Yeah, they're just listening right. they're not experiencing buddies hanging out so right. i don't think everything should be I, yep. said
0: and i was gonna say that too it's just like you know i think we started to pull back the curtain a little too much yeah because like at the end of the day like no matter how, like i love mcdonald's but i really don't want to see that shit get made
1: right you know what right. i'm saying i yeah. i Yeah. yeah. And to all the people who, like, want to, like, who might have heard something on a, a comic say something on a podcast and, you think it's offensive and canceled? Like whoever your favorite comedian is, and I've met almost every comedian. I promise you, when the lights are not on, when the microphones are not on, they're saying the same type of like jokes. Like yeah. it's weird stuff. You might think is offensive. Is offensive to everyone? That's what we do. We make fun of stuff. So yeah. sometimes in the, in the in the spirit of making fun of stuff, it's going to be offensive. Yeah. If you hear it without context, so yeah. all the everybody's doing it. Yeah. So you want to cancel one for saying something? <laughs> all right, but I promise you, everybody's doing it.
0: Yeah. Don't. You love those moments when like uh like you talk in the comics and somebody say some weird shit and there's a pause where everybody like i know somebody gonna say it yeah somebody gonna say it and then like there's that moment where like everybody paused and then somebody says the horrific thing that everybody was waiting on and it's so funny but it's funny because we know it's wrong to say that's the
1: thing that's the thing that that some people don't get like yeah they don't i hate when they don't get this the sarcasm of it and again, I don't want to go too far on one side because I right. do think there is a thing of, like, if you're... It's one thing what you say with your buddies, but sh- if you publicly spewing it out there, you can't expect people not to take it, like, offensive. If Like, if you're publicly, right. like, you're performing right, you're, you're, you're it, right, like, some people going to get offended. That's right. just what it is. Right. But it's one thing, like, if, if you're talking to your buddy, sometimes on a podcast, you can forget that we're recording this. This is going out there. Yeah. You might feel like it's just us chilling on the couch, and you just say whatever. That could get out there, and you could get... Think. But... Uh, when people don't get the sarcasm of like, this is funny because you're not allowed to say this. Yeah, like it's it's that's the comedy in it, right? Or
0: you being a character, or right? Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, you're pretending to be a a, a thing. Like I remember, uh, just going going back to high school. Um, me and my me and my, my 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 buddies, me and my friends from high school. Like we used to have a running joke where like, um, something would but, like let's say something would happen, like so we would roast somebody, and we would just say like your mom like like yeah your mom's and but we was being we was only saying it because we was making fun of the people who say that right like why are you bringing in people's moms and one of my buddies had lost their mom like a thing but he was still part of it and we would still say it to him and he laughed because he understood that, like, we're just being dicks. Like, yeah. it's like making fun of the people who act like that. Like, right. It really had nothing to do with moms. Nothing to it's do with moms. The, it's the, just the guy. The guy who does that. Yeah. It's like, why are you bringing in somebody's mom if they just roasted you? Yeah. You're like, your, your mom. <laughs> your mom. You know, a lot of comedy is like that, where we're like, we're just saying the worst things or mocking right. somebody who would say these things. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah. And then people, yeah. You're right. Because, like, people will make, like, racist remarks with each other yeah. on the podcast. It's like, hey, People, those people have known each other for fifteen years. They're yeah, friends. Yeah. And then, like you, you know, at a comedy show, they see that person and they start saying the same thing. Yeah. And then when that comic is like, "Hey man, why are you talking to me like that?" But it's like, "But you guys, it's like, yeah, they talk like that." Yeah. yeah. I know you're a they're fan. Friends, yeah. yeah they're, but you're yeah. not. You're not. Yeah. You're not a fan. Yeah. Like uh, I don't, I don't. I'm not gonna say his name and throw him under the bus, but like uh. I commented on like one of the list things one time or maybe Marcus somebody called me the n word in, in the comments. Yeah, and they go, well, this comic says it all the time, and they go, first of all, like that's that guy. Yeah, he has nothing to do with my post, and like, why do you think that this shit is funny? Yeah, and it, it's, but th- that guy had been such a fan of this yeah. podcast and shit to where he thought that was okay to say on on a Instagram
1: post. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the world we live in. That's the world that we we live in. And again, like we could sit here and complain about this shit all day. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But again, there's just there's there's bad people out there with bad intentions and with hate in their heart. But I would say that like most of the comedians, not all most of the comedians don't have that. Right. our our desire is just to be funny just to be funny and say offensive things that like we don't mean to offend we're just trying to say the 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 thing that's like the silliest and right. the funniest and in the quest for that sometimes things get like, yeah, you, know? you say, you, you. yeah, it's just
0: like uh, you you, you make a dish and you put too much salt on that shit and you go, OK.
1: Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm, uh, yeah I'm, Chefs I'm, do that. Like, so
0: I was like, oh, that's way too yeah, much of this. This yeah. is like, let me let me back that off.
1: Right. And yeah. sometimes
0: just getting that that weird thought out might lead to yet another train of thought. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like you uh, as a comic and an artist, you really do want to try to explore Every single avenue, even though it's like, I don't feel this way, mm-hmm. but let me just go down that route. It might sprout something else, and maybe I can actually use the opposite of that
1: because I got to explore it. Right. But, yeah, yeah I
0: don't want society to tell me, like, hey, you can't even explore that avenue.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, man.
0: Uh, I also was going to ask you, we kind of got, we were talking about some other stuff, but, like, yeah, HBL special. Like, yeah. how did that come about? And, like, was it out of left field, or was it something that you were, you were planning
1: Um, well, I had done at that, when I did the, when I got the offer, I had done a Tonight Show set. Right. And then I did, um, the Entrenos series for HBO, which was, it was, it's HBO, it's like HBO, but they, it's, they work with the producer, Edwin Lincona and, uh, Victor, um, who, who producing these specials where they highlight Latino comics on it. And it, and it aired on HBO Latino. And I, I did like a, I did a special with, uh with uh, Chris Estrada from L.A. He he got a show on Hulu now. Uh, um, it was a funny, funny show. Um, and we split a half hour. We both did 15 minutes for him, you know. And I went to L.A. and I shot it, and that was a good experience. And that did pretty well. Like, numbers-wise, that did pretty right. well. And then, uh, during the pandemic, HBO was launching uh, HBO Max, which was going to be their streaming site. It was supposed to compete with Netflix. So, the deal from HBO... With the Anthony nos guys, it went. They they now got had a linear deal where it was gonna air on HBO and then be on Max, be promoted as as a Max thing, mm. which that was kind of like a game changer because like most people didn't have HBO Latino, but people were gonna get Max because right. Max had all these shows that thing. So I remember um, during the pandemic, I got a call from them and they were like. Hey, hey, uh, we we like had a meeting with HBO, and your name kept coming up in the meeting. Like That's they crazy, they man. really liked it. Um, I, I they they was, we just got a new deal with them, and we spoke to them about you, and they were just in love with your stuff. And they they when this was like mid COVID, then they were like, when we come back, we will, we we want to produce uh your your next uh s- special for HBO. If you want to produce, um, and I was like, yeah, for That's sure. That's crazy. Let's do man. it. Yeah, let's do it. Um, and. I, I was lucky enough that I had done some things already. I wasn't like a new brand new comic that they were like pulling out the, the water. I had done some things. So they gave me like pretty big autonomy to do what I wanted to do. And then I got a call from Ida Rodriguez and she had done an HBO Max special and she was getting into directing now. And she was like, I've known her since I started. She's like a big sister to me. And she was like, hey, I, I want to direct your special. And I was like, you do? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, okay. That's it. She never directed nothing. I just was like, I trust you. You're a comedian. I think you'll figure it out. I think you'll know what to do. That's what's up. And man. we just did it. And I mean, from from my perspective, it was just a home run in the sense of what I wanted to do. It was like, great, man. This is everything I wanted to do from how it looked. I picked the venue. We picked the, the director, the the stage design, like, everything. Like, they just listened to me on everything, and we we, we did it. That's what's up, man. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I
0: was so happy for you, man. That's, Thank that's you, man. Great.
1: Thank you, yeah. In the midst of that, uh, in the midst of, like, me getting ready for that, Comedy Central offered me a half hour. And I originally said no, but my manager was like, listen, man, take the half hour, because Comedy Central was like, we film in three weeks. So if you want to do it, you can do it, but it films in three weeks. And my ma- excuse me my manager was like take the half hour for Comedy Central we'll uh we'll push HBO back as long as you can he's like I trust you you have the material you'll write it just go I was like I don't have enough material to do two specials in mm-hmm. one year and he was like don't worry about it like we'll stall them we'll <laughs> keep pushing it back we'll get there so I filmed the HBO I mean I filmed the Comedy Central half hour in uh in j- July 29th 2021 mm-hmm. and then the HBO special was slated to there was like a second wave or a third wave, I forgot. So the HBO got pushed back a little, it got pushed back to November right. of 2021. But then unfortunately, a couple of days before I shot the special, my mom ended up passing away. So I obviously couldn't, I wasn't in a state to film the special, so we pushed it back. They, we didn't even have a date. HBO came to me and they were like, listen, do whatever you gotta do. Whenever you're ready, this deal is here. We'll film, you call us, tell us when you're ready, and we'll film it. And that's That's cool, man, because yeah. that could be a lot of pressure, man. Sure, sure. But they completely took all the pressure that's away. What's up, Leslie man. Cohen and the whole Palante yeah. team at HBO, they were like, Don't yeah. worry about it. Victor Edwin, they were like, Don't worry about it. Whenever you're ready, we'll have it. We'll have it here for you. And um, after my mom passed, I took a couple months off. I was just doing kind of spots during the city and kind of dealing with the grief of that. And then January came and I was like I want to go on the road and really like from from like November, well, my mom passed in oct- late October from like the end of from like the beginning of November to like to like January. I had written like a new 20 minutes because I was just writing every day because I had nothing to do. I was depressed. I was at home and I was sad about obviously losing my mom. But I was just writing every day, like intensively writing, trying to come up with stuff. And then January came along and I had like a new 25 minutes that I wasn't even gonna do for the special these are just new 25 minutes mm-hmm. that i that i had and then i took it on the road and i started it started building and building and building and building and by the end of the the, the end of that spring i had like a new 40 45 minutes Damn. And yeah and then i i called up uh the producers edwin and i was like i think i'm ready to film this summer i think we could do it this summer and we found mm-hmm. a venue we found we did all the things and then and then we we did it we we filmed it in july july 16 almost a year later i filmed uh, the 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 hbo special and it came out later that year it came out in november so i had a special come out in Fe- in january my comedy central came out and in november the hbo special came out so that's what's up man. it was a big year that was a big year last year and i think me me choosing to do both of those things and being like all right i'm gonna get to work and i'm gonna do it you know it helped me i ended up doing the tonight show again in october to promote it i had a crazy year last year you and did. i think that's one of the reasons why this year now I was named one of Variety's comics to watch. Oh yeah, congrats just, on that, man. Thank yeah. you, man. Because yeah. I was just doing all the things. Like, I was trying to check off all the things.
0: Yeah, and you know, it's funny that you say that because I know last night, we and we gotta get out here in a minute, uh, we were talking about just different rooms and stuff, and uh, we were saying like, because I kind of like low stakes rooms sometimes just so you can fuck around, but you were saying like, you understand that, but you also love when there's stakes involved.
1: Yeah, I, I and like
0: I, that. And I think like doing the comedy central thing and then having this uh, HBO
1: thing yeah that
0: really upped the stakes yeah you know and yeah. you were like I gotta produce
1: yeah i mean you know i mean? don't like love like i like the stakes i like what it brings out of me right when i'm in it i have all the anxiety and the nervousness right, and the yeah. scaredness i have all those things right. that every other person has but i like what it brings out of me like i right. like a deadline or a, a reasonable yeah. goal like now i i like i'm working on the new some the new the new act and i'm i'm up to like 30 minutes and I'm going to Montreal this year and I'm hoping, you know, I, I'm doing some galas and I'm doing a variety showcase and I'm hoping that, uh, you know, the whole industry is there. I'm hoping I could get some good sets and I'm hoping I could like, you know, come back with with another deadline, you be, do it, man. be it whatever it is, like another deadline of like, hey let's do this and that'll get the wheels and you, I, i'm sure if i if i'm able to come back that with a deadline of of to film something somewhere next year like i'll immediately start like all right now gotta you get got, to work gotta right. get to it you yeah. got something
0: yeah. you're gonna get something man i told you i think i think you're gonna have your own tv show i mean i we'll can't see. wait to write for it you heard it everybody yeah i mean yeah actually you're gonna
1: I gotta do man i got a. um I deal with a uh, Chelsea Handler's production company. We are working on my uh, Never show heard from, of the <laughs> <laughs> from the, um, yeah, from the uh, special and stuff, and we are working on a show. But so we'll see. You know, That's I'm, just do- like, d- oh, man. I'm doing all the things, man. I'm just doing all the things. You like, doing the things, man. Yeah.
0: You doing. Them. I, I'm, I, I, trying, I, man. I'm having a great time watching you do it. I love watching people's dreams come true. I like to see. Like obviously like being a big comic is cool but I I like the work part. Like that's exciting to me. Like watching people watch all the doors open up.
1: That's that's most of the things, yeah. right? That's most yeah, of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like
0: that's cool. Like oh yeah. The top
1: part is like the top of a ro- roller coaster where it's like you're there and it's like <laughs> and the thing is, you ain't lying. because yeah, it, it has
0: to come down. Yeah.
1: Unless you figure out how to control
0: it, you can like do all this. Yeah, you can do all this Okay, but and bring it down yourself. But for the most part, most people are yeah. just like, Wee! yeah, Yeah, it's that yeah drop. you gotta learn how to like all right I'm gonna sell yeah, uh yeah. I'm gonna start doing Fabletics yeah. and yeah. I got or, this. Or,
1: or or enjoy the rise. Yeah. Enjoy the rise. But even, oh. even even the people who enjoy the rise as like even Like, the people who stay at the top, like, as a stand-up, I mean, I've I've heard Louis Louis said this when he was at the top. At the stand-up, you don't stay at the top. You just don't. Like, you got to either find movies or find things. But as a stand-up, people love you. Like, they discover you. They love you. They love what you do. You reach a point. They get tired of you for whatever reason. Right. And you'll continue to work. For your fans, you continue to be able to perform. You continue to be able to sell out for your fans, but you don't consistently continue to make new fans. Like everyone's heard of you already, right? So these are just the people who like you, and then everyone else is like, "I don't like you." Right? They like everyone heard of you, and that's why you got to start branching. Like you said,
0: the acting or like uh, producing shit for people. Yeah, yeah. Starting another company. Yeah, that's what. That's honestly something that I really like to see comics doing too. It's just like how Norman is producing a special for somebody. Like I, I think that's he is.
1: Yeah, I do not know that.
0: Man, I feel like an asshole because like, oh, Matt Ruby, he's he's doing Matt Ruby special. Oh, is he? Okay, yeah, cool. I think it might have came out yesterday, but yeah, I mean, shout out, like, yeah, both yeah, of them yeah, yeah, guys. yeah, shout out to Matt Ruby. Yeah, it's stuff like that. You gotta <laughs> find other things to get into because at yeah. some point in time, like you said, your timeline on stage is really gonna be. you know, Yeah, you always have your fans who love right. you and they'll
1: come out. But like, I don't think, I don't think that. Per capita, Dave Chappelle is making like a lot of new fans. No, everyone knows who he is already, no. so he has fans who love him.
0: The, his, the new fans, not good people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: like his anti-Jute stuff. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I think you know, you reach a certain point where you're like these are just my fans, and this is what I perform for, right? And it's fine. Yeah, and you'll have a successful career. Yeah. But the rise to the top, like, is like enjoy it because it doesn't keep rising. Yeah,
0: that's I me. Mean, I feel like that's the that's the fun part. Like, that's where I want to be. Like, I can't fathom having a private jet knock, but like. Being a touring comic and getting specials in Montreal, like that's yeah. where I want. So like, I'm really interested in that part. And like, even like when you watch Fallon and stuff, people who do panel, like you, you don't want to hear about how lavish their their lives are. You want to hear about Chris Pratt, like when he lived in a van and like yeah. how we lost weight, like yeah. all the hard shit. That's what you it's all hear. failures. You just want to hear about yeah, people's hear about failures. failures. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. but uh, it's been a fun weekend, man. Thank you for doing my podcast. I wish you the best. I know you, your show is gonna be dope, man. A- you, and man. like, uh, I, I hopefully, in a couple of years, I'll be more successful. But it's too like, hey man, remember we were doing the podcast, and, <laughs> and now you, now you're opening for me, and this is crazy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Boy, <laughs> nah.
0: The the li- life humbles you, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's weird because you see you see that shit happen to Louis a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, hanging out with certain people, but yeah. all right, everybody. Ian Lara, at at Ian Lara Live? At Ian Lara Live, yeah, IanLaraLive.com for all the dates. Yes. HBO, I mean, Matt's, check him out, Romantic Comedy. Romantic
1: Comedy, and everything's up on YouTube. Yeah. All
0: All this shit is dope, man. I love Ian, man. He's dope. We didn't even talk about him being Dominican. That's a whole other thing, but (laughs) that's it. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for having me, bro. Yep.